Hey guys, what's going on? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. I uh, I have a nice topic to talk about today, I think. I don't know if I've talked about this before. I think I've only touched on it, highlighted it little by little in, in previous episodes, um, but I want to dive deep today. All of this is coming from an old book, an oldie but a goodie, called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you have not read that yet, my goodness, it's a classic, guys. It's a classic, and the way he wrote it, it's, it's like everlasting. Like the concepts and principles within that book will continue to work for still generations. The only difference is the vehicles might change. So he talks about assets versus liabilities. You know, some really basic concepts that ultimately should not be that hard to figure out. Um, and that's kind of what I like about it. It's so freaking simple. So um, I'll give you a quick example of, of one of the cool things that I remembered from the first time reading the book. Um, and that is you only buy things with your assets, luxurious things, like not, not food and groceries and stuff. But like if I want a Tesla or if I want a Lamborghini or if I want a Ferrari, those things can only come from assets. And in my opinion, a business like one that makes sales and things like that that is more of an income not an asset and the reason for that is because to me that's your that's the cash flow cash flow is not an asset necessarily like not in the sense that I think of cash flow I think of cash flow as the thing that pays the bills um, and of course Robert Kiyosaki might disagree with me on this this is just my interpretation of the book okay it has to come from an asset things like real estate that you invested in things like um, cryptocurrencies that have gone up things like your trading your investment accounts all of those things are assets it's money working for you money working for you is an asset okay money growing without you putting in hours like like a day job hours okay that is an asset and so for me I want a Tesla okay it's no secret I'm a, I'm a big Elon Musk fan uh, it's pretty pretty obvious <laughs> most of the time um, and I really want a Tesla like I really really badly have wanted a Tesla for a very long time but you know what I'm not using my quote-unquote cash flow income to buy a Tesla I'm gonna wait until my assets are big enough to where I can use my assets to buy myself a Tesla. Therefore, it's gonna basically, essentially, cost me zero dollars. See how this works? It's pretty awesome. That's not even the thing I wanted to talk about today. I'm just telling you, it's good to kind of go back to some of these um, old school books um, and get, get some pretty cool knowledge from it. So I think what I'm gonna do Based on the time that I have to listen to audiobooks and the speed at which I would listen to them, I can typically listen to four audiobooks, three or four a month. Okay, it typically takes a week, sometimes a little more than a week to get through one book. Um, that's just based on my my own time allocation. So, here's my schedule. I think with audiobooks that I'm going to do, and this is apart from my reading. Like I actually read books too. Um, so I'm going to listen to. One of my favorites in terms of business every single month it's called your next five moves it was recommended to me by my partner brian absolutely phenomenal if you're interested in business at all this is a must read like not just a must read but like you have to read it okay um i want to so i want to listen to that one at the beginning of the month then i want to go into an old school book something like rich dad poor dad to remind myself of some of these cool con concepts and principles 
the, I think the next one I'm going to do is Secrets of a Millionaire's Mind. It's an oldie but a goodie. I love it. I dive into that. And then the last two books, one or two books that I have time for in the end of the month is going to be something new, right? And so I've got a list of new books. I probably have four or five lined up right now, um, ready to go. And so that's kind of my audiobook schedule. Again, not what I wanted to talk about today. Um, what I wanted to talk about, and I know I've touched on it in previous episodes, I just don't know if I've I've gone deep into it just yet. <clears throat> I want to talk about um, fear and greed. Fear and greed. And this is coming again from Rich Dad Poor Dad. And it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, fear and greed are two emotions that drive everyday decisions whether they're positive or negative decisions um I'll give you an example huge reason why somebody doesn't quit their job when they're pursuing entrepreneurship is fear right they fear losing out on that money they fear losing their quote-unquote security security of a job as secure as that can be um they fear what their friends and family are going to say, you know, calling them dumb, making a, you're making a dumb decision, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of fear involved with that particular decision, but there's other things, other things that involve fear, including lack of investing. If somebody's only investment is a 401k, um, they fear actually investing in themselves. Like they should be investing into either things to help them grow their wealth in terms of education and knowledge or invest investing into actual investment vehicles such as trading or real estate or anything like that and if they are not doing that typically it's due to fear the fear of losing that money now that fear stems typically from something deep in the chi- in their childhood the way they were raised <clears throat> excuse me um i know that's where most of my fear came from um and then the opposite side is also true though greed greed is potentially worse <laughs> than fear and here's here's why because greed is sneaky Gr- greed is something that you know you can't sometimes you can't see it fear you can see i i feel like like if you're if you're like you know what i don't want to quit my job well why well i'm afraid of losing that income okay afraid like it's it's an obvious thing greed is a sneaky little turd okay because here's what greed will do greed is so subtle here's what it can it can be like um if you <clears throat> i shouldn't say if you if someone <laughs> um they have a job and they get a raise the moment they get a raise they decide to upgrade their lifestyle right get new clothes get a new house get a new car get something else that's expensive that's a monthly recurring thing or a yearly recurring thing and they they start to completely use up any increase that they have and this is a pattern that I fell into when I was an engineer okay because I I rose the ranks pretty quick in that business Um, and I ended up in a very what was considered a high salary for them for that company Uh, so I felt on top of the world I was like one of the best paid engineers in that company and uh, I let that get to my head, you know? And so I remember buying a new minivan. I remember buying a brand new car, which I still have today. Um, I remember doing these things um, because I had the increase in that, guys. 
that is not here's what that disguises itself as that disguises itself as hey i deserve this right i earned this these are these are common phrases and thoughts that go through your head as you're foolish with money the reality is it's greed that's that's what it is and you have to acknowledge that and it's okay it's okay all of us fall into this trap all of us fall into either fear or greed at some point in time even today i find myself why am i thinking that is that coming from fear or greed and i'm able to recognize it and catch it hopefully in time but i'm not perfect just as i'm sure you're not perfect but i do think knowing about it is the first step and recognizing it and being self-aware is definitely a big 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 plus so some examples of how that shows itself um for me personally that i've i've noticed um fear is a thing for sure that i'm going through right now and it's it's an interesting fear so if you guys didn't know i'm going through a divorce and separation and all that fun stuff and um <clears throat> that that meant i got rid of my house in oklahoma and uh i am currently living with my mother and my soon to be ex is living with her mother okay and so neither of us like this situation we both want to move out but my thing is first and foremost she's got the kids right now minus one one's with me um but she's got the kids right now and my first priority is getting them their own place even if that means i have to help with that financially okay i have no problems with that she actually refused that help at first and eventually i was able to convince her like look forget about relying on me or anything like that like this is about the kids like let's just get you in a place <clears throat> because of that because that is my first priority i'm almost afraid to move out of my mom's house as much as i can't stand living there <laughs> you know there's that fear of like oh my gosh well what if what if toya and the kids move into a place and then i move into my own place and then something happens and i end up having to pay for both for some reason and not that i have to but that i'm willing to and what if that impacts my 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 finances in a very negative way and i end up in this scarcity mindset state again right and that fear because that's happened that kind of thing has happened before not that not that exact situation but that kind of thing has happened before how many times did you think guys that you were safe that you could take a little bit of an investment and then it backfires on you and like now you're out like a lot of money okay and so that's happened to me many 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 times and so that fear is present and you know what i've realized and what's important is that you have to learn to take action in the presence of fear that's called courage that's called courage it's not foolish i can afford two places right now i just know how business works <laughs> And sometimes in business, what's great right now, it can easily flip the other way. Okay. Um, I don't see that happening, but I never do. <laughs> so, um, And so that fear is there. And I have to be wise, be smart with my money. Which means, well, so how can I handle this particular situation and overcome my fear and be courageous while not being a fool? That's the question. So I talked to Toya. And I said, hey, listen, we got to have a game plan, right? Like, like I am willing to support my children no matter what. Like, straight up, that's where my heart is. However, 
my head is arguing with my heart and wants something solid. So, we have to have a plan. Sorry if you hear the motorcycle. We have to have a plan. Like, how... Right, what's the plan for getting a job and for this and that and the other thing? And so now we have a solid plan in place. And all I have to do, essentially, is worry about the security deposit for them. They already found a place. They just need some help with the security deposit. I am 100% okay with that. That's a one-time payment, <laughs> right? I'm okay with that. In the meantime, I can find myself a place, me and my, my oldest daughter who lives with me right now, and, and this whole thing is gonna be shifting and changing over the years. Um, this is just the current existing, what do you call it? Uh, situation, no, agreement, yeah. So I needed a place for me and my daughter. Now I wanted a place like a three or four bedroom house. That way when the kids come over, all, the, all of them, <laughs> all six of them, to my place, I have space, space aplenty. But that's greed. Do I need that right now? No. Can I afford it right now? Yes. But do I need it right now? No. This is the difference between being a greedy fool and being courageous. Do you see, the, do you see what I'm talking about? In, in, in place of fear. So I'm getting a two bedroom. Two bedroom, one bathroom. That's plenty big. I even debated a one bedroom and I would like sleep on a couch kind of thing. Um, I decided two bedrooms is fine. <laughs> like it's not extravagant. Uh, and there's some pretty nice two bedroom houses in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So um, we're looking into that. Uh, and that's, I've already sent in paperwork and stuff for several of them so we can maybe take a look this coming weekend and stuff. But this is what I'm talking about, guys. That That is a situation where fear and greed were both involved and I had to recognize it, and I had to come up with solutions around it, because you have to be courageous inside of in in place of fear without being a fool, or without being greedy. And it's that's it's tricky. It's tricky, you guys. You're gonna have to think outside the box. You're gonna have to sit down, map things out, whatever your process is. For me, I like to like literally draw things out. Not like an artist. I like little boxes <laughs> and arrows and like stupid little things like that that help me identify a solution um, it's just the way my engineering brain works it's it's just the way I like to to look at things so um, anyway guys I hope this podcast was important for you or, or helped you um, this isn't supposed to be like a look at Zach's life kind of a podcast I just like to pull examples of what I'm currently you know um, I don't want to say going through but what I'm what I'm currently experiencing um, because that experience is how I'm learning. It's how I'm growing. It's how I'm progressing. It's how I'm becoming a better person, a better version of me. And uh, it'd be, I'd be foolish not to share that with people, especially people like you guys who are willing to listen to, to my somewhat annoying voice at times. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening, guys. I look forward to the next one. Talk to you later.